2: You get stuffed with
0: ravioli.
3: If your mama's a paisano, you will have
0: the world on a plate. So see that you're born in an Italiano and your life will be great.
2: Welcome back, everybody, and Buon Natale. It's coming right around the corner, and what a treat we have for you today. I'm John Viola, and I am joined by the entire familia of the Italian-American podcast to wish everybody out there a buon Natale as they go into what we hope is a happy and healthy 2021. So, guys, it's amazingly wonderful. It's an early Christmas gift to all be together. It's good to have everybody.
4: Hi.
5: Hey, John. Hi, everyone. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. You know what my grand used to say when Christmas used to come?
6: No, we don't, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: Not, actually, yes, I
6: do. Nada <laughs> <laughs>
5: face. Oh, fest. I actually
4: do know that. I forgot. Nada
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That applies this year.
5: It does. That's why people were getting married, and the invitation would come in the mail and go, nada sfachi my boost. <laughs> Hilarious.
2: It does kind of feel like that. That's part of the reason I wanted us to do this, because... Roe and I were talking the other day, we were filming an episode of Greetings and we were talking about things for a very unique Christmas holiday. And I said, you know, I'm going from 50 people at our table to eight and kids. And it's going to just feel so different without the cacophony and the confusion. And so how do you infuse that back with a little bit of culture, song and entertainments and things like that? How do you sort of pump up the volume on an Italian American Christmas when you don't have the natural Volume. So pump up the volume.
5: Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. I'm dating myself not with this job. what I was, would have
4: expected from him. Not gonna lie. Pump up the <laughs> volume. That's that's right. you're too young.
5: That re- that resonates with me. Oh
4: no, I know.
6: Pump up the volume. I just. All right, John probably doesn't know. The oil.
2: I
5: know it. What did you think? I lived under
6: a rock. <laughs> we don't live under rocks either, Pat.
2: <laughs> no, Pat's hip. Pat and I went to a, an 80s, 90s concert in Florida. That was
5: one of the greatest moments of my life.
6: Debbie Gibson, right?
5: Yeah. That was... Yeah. If you were Generation X, that was the summit of humanity. That's true.
6: That
2: we was like... Her. That's pretty high praise, the summit. No, you
5: don't understand. No, Anthony, you'll get it because it was all the musical pillars of our childhood, of our adolescence, yeah. put in one room and they sung an anthem. It was the anthem of a middle age anthem. <laughs> like, No, it, it was. like We all got a little bit of like wear for tear for age, you know, I think as a generation, we look very good for our age collectively. And we've taken better care of ourselves in past generations and we didn't do things like, as for us at least working like, you know, fields that, that damaged our skin or coal mines and stuff like that. But to be assembled, all Generation X in that, John, was phenomenal. John, so I'll never pay you back for getting me into that concert.
6: Pat, I will have you know that Miss Debbie Gibson played Belle in the Broadway production of Beauty and the Beast. And I went to go see it with my fifth grade field trip. So there.
5: Well, I'm trying to do the math now. Fifth, <laughs>
4: favorite
6: yeah, that's
1: recording like
5: 97. Artist? That was like
4: 97. Nah, that was. I don't really see Anthony liking either of those two. Am I
5: right? <laughs> <laughs> what, Debbie Gibson?
4: Yeah, are you, a, I mean, are you a Debbie Gibson or a new case? I Gibson? mean,
5: I wasn't like a huge fan. Yeah, yeah but they guys. were all I together. But... Debbie Gibson, new kids.
4: No, I get it. The, the Naughty by film. nature. Yeah, right? right, what
5: about right. Tiffany? Tiffany? Tiffany was everybody it one was of the like,
2: Wahlbergs, I think.
5: If you go into uh-huh. the Vatican, who's a Raphael did the academy at, at the academy at Athens, John. <laughs> I think
2: How'd so. How'd you get from there right? to the
5: Vatican? <laughs> because if you walk in, see, this is where they don't if you walk into the Vatican, there's the academy at Athens, and it's all the greatest philosophers of all time, all put on one tableau all together. Right, the greatness of Generation X was assembled in one place in Florida in a stadium. On a stage at one moment and will never be repeated again. It was the unity of a people <laughs> born in the seventies who had a similar experience and we were united. And it was just a it was a it was a mystical experience. It was wow. a mystical experience. Wow. I never I it was just see, but John, you felt it. I did, I got it. Don't deny it, you felt it. You, no, you I, saw what it was.
2: But well, we went down because she's Italian American, right? And that was part of our like, you know, we he he's a fan from young age of her. Pat had met her, I guess, through some NIAF stuff in the past. So we wanted to sort of reconnect in the sense of... She we- was
5: great to NIAF. She was very proud to be an Italian-American. She was, yes, yeah, she People was. don't realize that. She always, she always represented... Why are you talking her. about her in the past tense? No, I mean, like, when in the 90s, when, when when she was in the 80s and 90s, when she was at the apex of her career, oh. she gave time to the Italian community, right? Out of her busy career. yeah. And that's why she gave to us. Now it's our time to give to her.
6: Pat, if Debbie Gibson said... Patrick, run away with me. Marry me right now. What would you she's do? She's
5: got No, she's 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 I think she's with a doctor. She her But her what doctor, if she's a, like leaving him? I think we have a professional, we have a, an italian American professional relationship. I respect her doctor uh fiance. So I would not cross that line. But um that being said, she was the She yeah, she was she was the She was the sex symbol of our generation. Do you agree Anthony? Uh, yeah, she was one of them, for sure. She was, was one wild of them, for sure.
2: sure. For me, the thing that I really found about being there was, like I said to Pat, it felt almost like an Italian-American event, because everybody was in the same tribe, and everybody spoke this. I was, I'm, I'm a little younger, it was not really my music, and... Um,
5: Who did you have? Britney Spears?
2: No, I'm like in between, right? I'm like, I I, I kind of missed both. I guess Britney Spears yeah, in high nobody. school.
4: nobody.
2: Yeah, we have nobody. Oh <laughs> and I was listening to Sinatra anyway, which is really the point of what we're here for, which is you know, music makes you feel part of something. And I wanted to get everybody together because I spent so much time last year, building our Italian and Italian American Christmas playlist, which we like to think of as the ultimate in the Yule Pot. And for those of you who are new listeners, you can access it right now for you and your family, six plus hours of Italian and Italian American Christmas music at Yulepot.com. That's Y-U-L-E-P-O-T.com. But you know, in that exercise, I really went through like, what songs are Christmas songs for me and what songs are Italian-American Christmas songs for me? And so I thought in order to help our listeners kind of replace the cacophony of a regular holiday, maybe we can give them some thoughts from the, you know, a list of our playlist, like what's going to be on. Any of you guys have a Christmas song that you think of as kind of Italian American or one that's maybe just a regular Christmas song? What's your top recommendations? My favorite
4: um, is not Italian-American. And I have to be honest, it doesn't really, it's, it's not, like, nostalgic bass, but it's my favorite Christmas song, and it's A oh Holy Night.
2: Oh, beautiful.
4: Yeah, I just love, love that Christmas song. And it's not necessarily nostalgia, because I don't necessarily remember, like, listening to it growing up or anything like that. But um, I just think it's such a, a beautiful song, and, and there's very few versions that I don't even like, but uh, I just – feel like the whole season is wrapped up in that song in the lyrics and in the melody and I I just tear up when I hear it I literally choke up and I could hear it like you know 10 times a week and I still choke up and actually we went pretty hard with Christmas this year I started like before Thanksgiving wow yeah I did because I thought well, first of all, you know, we like, really stuck in the house. I have a 14-month-old, etc. So, you know, let's make the house, like, as joyful and pretty as possible. But also, it just felt like a year where, a, like, some Christmas spirit was really needed. Yeah. So, you know, I went, like, Hallmark movies, uh, you know, regular Christmas movies, just the whole thing, decorations. And we listened to a lot of Christmas music. So this year, especially with Old Holy Night, I feel like it's so pertinent and that the part where, you know, it's just like the first stanza, I guess it's called. And it just says the thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices.
2: Yeah. Ain't that the truth.
4: Exactly. Like on this kind of Eve, as we're getting close to resetting the clock and starting a new year, it's just such a beautiful a reminder of why like at Christmas and the birth of Christ and winter even, and all of that just, um, is part of all this magic and beauty.
2: You know, that's a pertinent song to my family because my mom sang it as a solo in a Christmas pageant as a kid. And she Aww. loves to sing it still. And we sing it every year and fond, fond memories of that song, particularly from like the hymn perspective. And there's a version I know, I think by Sinatra, and I think Harry Como, and maybe Connie Francis, and there's something to be said for the those traditional songs, and then, you know, you can find them with an Italian American spin. All of these great figures, Dean Martin, and you know that, like to me, a Perry Como Christmas album. He could sing any song from any background, and I still find it amazingly warm. And knowing he's one of us, and his voice, I don't know, I just love it.
4: I've also been listening to uh, a playlist on Spotify called Classic Christmas Songs. It's my childhood. <laughs> Um, I've actually been loving, um, Sinatra's version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. So, those are good, too. It's
2: funny, for me, I don't know, I think it's Perry Como that I prefer for Christmas stuff to Frank. Uh, Dean Martin's great.
6: I mean, like, anything Dean Martin sings, whether it's Metagon or not, like, he just has... The Italian American flair in his voice. Like, you just imagine him in the studio recording these songs, like with a gallon of Carlo Rossi next to him.
2: <laughs> you do, don't you? Just
6: having a great time. I mean, but my favorite metagon Christmas songs are it's like a toss up between George Michael's, you know, well, Wham's Last Christmas, which, like, I mean, just that instrumental in the beginning just gets you in the holiday mood. And he's Greek. So, una faccia, una razza, right?
2: <laughs> I didn't know he was Greek.
6: Oh, he's a Greek. Yeah, yeah. He's a Greek that. Englishman. And huh. then Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas.
5: Isn't that Greek Englishman a Cypriot? Not no, necessarily. He's a <laughs> That's a joke. That was a corny joke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. But I guess. But
6: I mean, Mariah Carey's All I Want oh, for Christmas God. is arguably the best Christmas song, like, ever written. But if I have to go, like, full throttle italian christmas albano singing bianco natale just because he like overdoes every single note you know that he can he's got to be like extra extra read all about it all the high notes
2: you know it's funny you talk about like italian christmas stuff because for me growing up i knew tushende delle stelle the number one hymn to come out of italy obviously ever i don't know if i know off the top of my head what's the song you mentioned by albano
6: Uh, Bianco Natale so it's actually a cover of the American song White Christmas and then he does a cover of and so this is Christmas but it's all in Italian because last year I was like looking up Italian Christmas music and most of it's like very like religious and heavy sounding and there was like Not a lot of, like, Christmas pop in the Italian language. and I mean, we have so much of it. I mean, Britney Spears has the Christmas song. Everybody, Justin Bieber, made Christmas songs. But in Italy, they're not really into it.
2: You know, it's funny you say that because as I was doing the research last year, I stumbled onto a song that became really one of my favorites now that I get really excited about when I hear it. It's a guy named Johnny Dorelli who was, I guess, like the – sort of Elvisy figure in Italy in the 50s and 60s, and he sings his version of Jingle Bell Rock in kind of Italian with a few English words thrown in, and I love it. I get so excited when I hear it. It's it's really fantastic song. And then there's a couple of, like, indigenous Italian songs that I really go crazy for. Uh, Pat turned me on. I had never listened to Movena Nadala by uh, Renato Carazone. I think that's one of the funniest, oh, most...
4: I've never heard that. Oh, wait.
5: I
2: have heard that online. Okay. I'm
4: excited <laughs> for a second that it was a new song. It, sorry. I love him. Yeah, me too. Sorry. Can I just make a statement?
5: Yeah. Referring to that song. Number one, I want to go on the record here. I want the whole world to know that I created 21 hours now of Neapolitan Christmas music that I gave to John last year. And they made the Yule pot, and like two of my songs made it on there. <laughs> so for the Neapolitans out there, we were robbed, we were scammed. <laughs> And they pulled a fast one on us. Amen. Because it's like Italian-like knockoffs on Jingle Bells. I'm going to come up with my own list. That will be the rival to the Yule Pot. That will be strictly Neapolitan.
4: Oh, gosh. Just what John needs. <laughs> no, I'm going to have, because I didn't create an Italian Christmas list.
5: I
2: promise you. I created me, a
5: Neapolitan Christmas list that was, that we were taking like the two Sicilies. We were used, <laughs> abused, and thrown away. You preach two Sicilies, God bother with the Antichrist. <laughs> You did to my list Garibaldi <laughs> I'm of a sense. Christmas music
2: Garibaldi, I, prob- I <laughs> promise you. Are the you- Christmas music.
5: That's it, the Neapolitan version of The Grinch. That's now, let me say, are. though,
2: one thing. You have many songs in there with, like, 25 versions of them. Because so- <laughs>
5: if you put me on ahead of time, I can explain yes. why we have
2: 25 versions. All right, I'm on it. Every the little
5: tweak has a reason year, why. Next year,
2: you and I will go through them, 20 hours, and you'll do a little audio, and we will put together a, I don't know what we'll call it. But out of all the ones on your list, what are your favorites?
5: Um, I think of the real, te- the, I would say the Neapolitan songs. My grandma used to sing and Nadal all the time. And she said her father used to sing. So that has to be a very old song. Wow. Because my grandma's father was born in 1872. And the funny thing is, my grandma never said, She I like the pipe, and I'm going to go to sleep. Wow. And I think that that's because back then everybody was illiterate, including my great-grandfather. And I've never heard anyone else say, well, I'm going to light my pipe and go to sleep. Wow. That was one song. And my grandmother and my aunt used to sing what's known in Campania as L'Inferta or A Canzone di Capodano, which I think deserves an entire podcast episode. Because my grandmother's side of the family came from Piano di Sorrento. And they have a song in 1700, the whole, the Jubilee year 1700, in Piano di Sorrento, A Canzone di Capodano was sung. And a Gazzone Gapodano is a New Year's song. And it has like 60 odd verses. Wow. And it is wishes. It is 60 wishes for the people gathered around the table for the New Year. Because people don't realize today, there was nothing to do.
4: Sounds lovely.
5: <laughs> that does sound lovely. Well, no, in, the, in, the, in the ages before radio and TV, people just went to each other's house. Yeah. So on New Year's Day, there was a tradition of sitting down and singing a song about the new year and the first verses are about basically we have to have a good time over christmas despite the devil because this holiday really aggravates him so we're doing a good thing having a party so we have to eat and drink and not worry about anything because that's the best way to celebrate this holiday and spite the devil. I like that and the next verses go on to wishing people good luck for the new year and different professions are mentioned so one verse is it's like anybody who's a lawyer, may all your clients be thick-headed so they make you more money, right? <laughs> and they go, oh, amen, oh, amen. And my grandmother said that She remembers as a kid, you would bang the table. So you would say, whoever somebody's profession is, you know, may Rosella sell more books. And they'd be, amen, I would bang the table. We'll come up for the new year. They broke the table on New Year's Day from banging it so hard. And they would be pots and pans and glasses. You would kind of all beat along to the song.
2: We did that pots and pans. Yeah, the yeah, Grandfather yeah. does the pots and pans. I,
5: I remember that. That's like my earliest Christmas memories. My goodness. We open up the new year with fireworks. That's how the song starts. They're the two songs that really, really burrow deep into my heart. I would say
2: that's amazing. And especially to have something so unique. You know, you should do an episode.
5: Uh, would I refuse that one? <laughs> Another thing I want to go on record so everybody knows, Tushendi Dallastelli is a hijacked song. Oh, boy. The original oh boy. song was Quana Neshek Danime. It was a Neapolitan song. He's right. Written by St. Alfonso Liguori in the 1700s. The song was hijacked by Pope Pius IX. He became Blessed Pius IX. He rewrote it, and he put in Italian lyrics. So you can, send to, you can sing Tushendi Dallastelli. But remember, Tushendi Dallastelli was originally...
6: Wait, so I have a question for Dolores specifically because she has a new baby and well, he's not new, but you know what I'm saying. And um, in my family at midnight, you have to sing Tushandi Dallestella and Nonna would take the baby Jesus like that that goes in your nativity and give it to the youngest person in the family and we have to do like a procession around the house singing to Shandy That Listella and then we put baby Jesus in the manger. Sweet. Wow. Yeah, that's common. I've heard people
5: all
4: over Italy do that.
6: Are you gonna do that? <laughs> Are you gonna do that?
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. Are you going to do that?
4: So uh, we didn't we I we didn't grow up um doing that. And we didn't I don't uh we didn't grow up with that song. Wow. Was, yeah, I've heard you tell that story before and I know that that's like um Something you grew up with, but we didn't.
6: I'm super floored because I really grew up thinking that everyone does that.
4: No, we were too American, I guess. But maybe we can bring it back uh, or like incorporate it in. But but this year at midnight, uh, he will be sleeping and I hopefully will be sleeping as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
5: Well, if my original 21 hours had remained unmolested, unhijacked, we would have had 33 different versions to listen to.
2: That's true and I promise you I will make it next year. All right. Aunt you always sort of uh bring a little bit of logic and reason to what we're doing. Tell <laughs> no, I mean, mine is simple. I like silent night just because oh, um,
4: of course you we, do. <laughs> <laughs> because,
2: no, because when I was a kid, we used to sing like in school, we would all sing that, I guess. For sure. Aww, you know, I, I, didn't, I think music is good at bringing back memory, you know, memories like John said earlier. And so for me, I mean, I like listening to all the Christmas music, like Dolores said, I think we started a little bit earlier, like everyone this year, just because, you know, we needed to get something going.
4: Yeah. Um,
2: based on the year that we had, but, um, but I always like silent night. I mean, you it's know, a, beautiful does, a beautiful one. I
4: do too. Yeah. Song.
2: And, um, you know, good old Catholic school. We used to sing that one a lot. That so. <laughs> is a beautiful song.
4: I love when they sing it at Christmas mass, like when the choir sings it, I'm like, yeah. that's another one I want to like, choke up with.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There is something about having those midnight mass songs and, you know, it, it, it just transforms them. It, I mean, uh, as much as I love the jingle bell rock and Malvin and the Chipmunks and stuff, uh, the real hymns i don't know it, it's a different weight you know yeah
6: yeah exactly and it's so funny talking to like american people you know to the metagons about their christmas eves because we must seem like complete alien like i was up at midnight every year oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. like I, you know a christmas Eve was our super bowl like and i probably <laughs> say about everything but it really was. It was the one night a year, like, you really get to, like, just, there's, there's no rules. It's like, we're up till three in the morning. You get most of your presents. And the next day, they surprise you. Oh, okay, here's another present. Because are yeah. spoiled now. And go and, <laughs> and, and, like, you know, uh, one of your own fat uncles is Santa. And it's just, <laughs> it's such a joke. But they were never
5: convincing Santa no no
6: they it were saying you know santa's like- got an italian accent and smells like uh Amato lucano <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know nicole always tells a story about a neighbor from italy coming over dressed as santa and some of her younger cousins and family members are there and he came and he didn't have gifts to give so he wrapped up quinotto in tinfoil and gave them all bottles of uh, the bitter drink quinotto
5: That is the greatest, that is the greatest. greatest. When we make, bro, when we make our Italian American Walmart story, that is getting incorporated.
6: (laughs) (laughs) That's a new project. They were
5: coming over, broken English, a little bit too much Amada than he should. bringing (laughs) over Alta. And you know what
6: else? My dad was obviously Santa, you know, and for those of you who know, like my dadager, Vito, you know, <laughs> it, it, just, we're just it adding a layer of complication to this entire thing. So I used to want to be American so bad when I was little. And I would make my parents buy like the Nestle Toll House cut and bake cookies. Yes, this is how Arcella Rago started. Like, I was, <laughs> that's Nestle Toll House cut and bake. You know, we'd always like screw them up. We'd always overbake them or they'd be like the one cookie and they were never like pretty, like leave it to beaver cookies. And I was always upset and it never felt right for me. I was trying really hard. So then one year my dad's like, you know, Santa told me this year he really likes panettone. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, the cookies are okay, but... (laughs) They don't have a flavor, so you really like Carali. and maybe a little like you know, Vin Santo or uh, Limoncello. You know, why don't you do something interesting?
5: That's funny, bro. What do you think about it? Santa Claus's is San true. Nicola,
6: yes, Saint Nicholas he is very bar- yeah, Saint Nicholas is
5: somebody called Nicola's buttons.
2: That's true, he probably does like that. Can we do ro if we and, do and
6: yes, Pat? No, he's buddies. I should have left him broccoli rob. <laughs> A bouquet of it.
5: <laughs>
6: what do you think? What do you think
5: a Bares reindeer eats? <laughs> Chestnut.
6: That's an excellent question. Father of
5: When you sit down with your family, I want you to ask Vito on behalf of all of us: What does he think that a bades reindeer would eat?
6: So Dominic, the donkey's bades cousin, Minguch probably eats <laughs> 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 broccoli. Rob, you're you're hundred percent correct.
2: You know, it's funny you bring up the idea of like italianizing american traditions or wanting american traditions i remember so badly wanting to try eggnog as a kid oh yeah i, I could not even fathom what it would taste like. i love eggnog i do too i love it
4: i think i had the same thing like i wanted eggnog you jogged that for me
6: that was one of those things that if we if i picked it even tried to pick it up in the supermarket my mother would just look at me and go put it back <laughs> <laughs>
2: My family gets it from me now, and now I'm the only one who drinks it. As a matter of fact, I think my mom has a couple in the fridge now to begin with.
5: Oh, you want to hear something? One year, I made my own eggnog, and I found George Washington's recipe online. <laughs> wow. That's pretty wild. Mod it was strong. It was so delicious.
6: Talk about Medagon. He's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's the father of the country,
5: That's right I'm very pay- he, if you want to get fish nickered on on <laughs> on uh, eggnog. Eggnog, George Washington's recipe. Get pasteurized eggs. I had to get pasteurized. Because I had raw eggs, I did pasteurized eggs. But let me tell you something. There's like all kinds of rum and brandy, all the (laughs) stuff that the colonial people kind of got wasted on. But if you wanna if you want a really Merry Christmas, it's delicious.
2: You know, it reminds me of that idea of like Italianizing American things or vice versa. And like, you know, talk about music and the songs. I always really loved the few songs that were out there that really were Italian-American Christmas songs. Like, I think my favorite is, you ever hear Buon Natale by Jimmy Rosselli?
5: Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. a fantastic song.
2: That may be my favorite. I would
5: agree with you. If you ask me my favorite Italian-American song, I would agree with that. That, uh, Dominic the donkey's kind of, I would say that's kind of uh, an identity song and it's fantastic. I would say Jimmy Roselli's Buon Natale, his version, though Nat King Cole sung, sung it as well. And beautifully, yeah, really nicely. And fanta- I, I would imagine, I, mean, I think that King Cole is probably now the most popular version. Yeah, you're right, definitely. And that definitely. shows really the impact Italian-Americans have in the 60s. It's when, you know, true. You know, when you think now, if you look back on linguistic maps of the United States now, and like every state of the Union, except for like, maybe the, every state of the Union now, I think, the second most spoken language after English is Spanish. But if you look at those maps in the '60s, about 60% of the United States, the second most spoken language, was Italian. Wow! It may have even like St. Louis, I mean, like Missouri, places you would never imagine Missouri. And I mean, now we didn't have a big window. Maybe it was from like the mid '50s to the mid '60s for a good 10-year period. We were the second most spoken language in this country, and that's that's what produced like the, the songs that had those Italian words that kind of like sprinkled into it.
2: Well, that's like our versions of like when the you know the. Latin arrival that they talk about in the 90s to, you know, whatever early to mid nineties, late nineties, you know, songs with a Spanish flair, I guess, like Ricky Martin and uh, Lowe and these things that Latin explosion, we had a, a version of that and these kind of songs and stuff. And, you know, Pat, you mentioned Dominic the donkey and it's a great transition into a special part of this episode. Pat and I last week got to spend some time with someone who is probably closer to the Italian American podcast than we would have imagined. And you'll find out why in just a minute, uh, who, really set out to take Dominic the donkey to the next level. So why don't you listen for a few minutes to our conversation with Nancy Trajani, who created the sequel to Dominic the donkey. So take a listen.
1: Uh, this is going to sound like nepotism, but it's
2: not. Um, our guest today, Nancy Trajani, is a artist, musician, photographer, all-around Renaissance woman. And she's here to talk about a special project that she put together in 2018 that continues a tradition that is one that I know Pat and I both hold very, very dear. But I will say a little bit of home field advantage, Pat found out recently, apparently Pat and Nancy are related.
5: That's how I met Nancy. Nancy has a music school in Westwood, and we had seen that we were cousins on 23andMe. That's right. I guess about, I would imagine, about 250 years ago, maybe 200 years ago, about the time of the American Revolution, we probably had a common a common ancestor. So it's keeping it in the family today. it's <laughs> so more important than everything else she has done is the fact that she is blood of my blood and flesh <laughs> of my blood. That is the number one reason why she's on today. Everything else is just kind of whipped cream on the cake.
2: <laughs> well, Nancy, I'm sure you thought all of your other accomplishments in life were what they were gonna, you know, put in the obit one day. But being related to Pat O'Boyle,
5: <laughs> would you wanna be my cousin?
2: I oh yeah, of course.
5: I, I should give out little cousin pins. That's why she's so talented. That's why it's <laughs> obvious now where
1: the talent comes from.
2: Well, Nancy, no matter who you're related to, welcome to the Italian American podcast. We're happy to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: So uh, the reason we wanted you to come on to kick off Christmas is because we've had an internal debate on the show uh, for the past couple of years. Uh, we have very distinct camps. Who is in love with the song? Who is not so fond of it? Um, Dominic the donkey, right? This is a Italian American Christmas special, at least here in the New York, New Jersey area. and. 2018, you sat down and decided to continue that tradition with the creation of Dominuch, the son of Dominic. Tell us how you got to the project.
1: Okay, so my husband and I own Westwood Music Studios, a private music school in Westwood we established in 1993. One of the first teachers we hired was a drum teacher by the name of Ray Monte, the son of Lou Monte. Wow. And he worked for us for many years. And several years ago, he and I were both playing the drums side by side. It was December and I had to tease him. Hey, Ray, it's your time of year. Hey, Dominique. And then I thought, light bulb, no, you're the son of Dominique. Dominouch. <laughs> and I knew I had to write that song. Wow. And um, so I put a bunch of ideas together and I came up with the idea to write a song totally original melody harmony lyrics totally different song about the young dominic the donkey dominic's son who takes over for his aged father
2: and so you sit down you write this love letter to really italian american culture to the the area i mean there's a lot of references we're going to play the song uh for everybody so that we can we can talk about it. is that fair
1: sure
0: I'm young and I'm strong and I'm singing my song. I'm the son of Dominic, a little bambino. He gave me a smooch and called me Dominooch. Like Maya Papa, I run and I kick over the hills. A clickety click. Papa Natale the sleigh bells ring. With Santa Claus, I sing. Jing at a bell, jing at a bell, a jing From Sicily to Napoli with Santa Claus I go. To Gargano and Balzano up the Alps in snow. Toys on my back are in a big sack for all the Bambino. Julia in Puglia, Rosa in Roma, and Peppino in Torino. Jinging a bell, jinging a bell. Jing a jing a jing a jing. I'm young and I'm strong and I'm singing my song. I'm the son of Dominic. A little bambino, he gave me a smooch and called me Dominuch. Like Maya Papa, I run and I kick over the hills, I a clickety click. I'm on Natale, the sleigh bells ring. With Santa Claus, I sing. Jing-a-da-bell, jing-a-da-bell, jing-a-jing-a-jing-a-jing. Up in the sleigh to the USA with gifts for everyone. From the Bronx to Brooklyn, this little donkey runs. We fly to Jersey in a big hurry, stopping in pale. Hoboken, Dudley, Patterson, Lodi. Towns Italians now call home. Jing-a-da-bell, da bell jing a Jing-a-jing-a-jing-a-jing-a-jing. I'm young and I'm strong and I'm singing my song I'm the son of Dominic A little bambino He gave me a smooch and called me Domino. Like Maya papa, I run and I kick Over the hills a clickety-click on that Natale, the sleigh bells ring With Santa Claus I sing Jing-a-da-bell, jing-a-da-bell Jing-a-jing-a-jing-a-jing It's Christmas Day, my job is done, I'm happy and I hum. Eating cookies, drinking milk and playing on my drum. Through all the seasons with other donkeys running in the sun. Jumping and singing till next year when Christmas Eve. job son
2: so you get this idea you've got this in your head it's a jazzy tune you sit down and write you guys get together when in 2018 is this recorded
1: Uh, it was recorded over several sessions um, in the spring
2: and then Christmas season comes around how is the song released where does it go where does it play what was the reaction
1: well I released it through CD uh, Baby and um that puts it on Spotify and other other similar platforms. It's a physical CD as well. And it's on YouTube. And a local paper wrote an article about it, Italian American that owns the paper. And uh CBS News got a hold of that paper the very next morning. It was a I believe they found it on the internet. And one of the executives is an aficionado of Dominic the Donkey, loves Dominic the Donkey. (laughs) And she sent a reporter to his job that morning was find Nancy Trujani and come back with this story. So then I had to frantically wake up as many local band members uh, as I could, starting with my husband, who's one of the guitarists. uh, Vinnie Musco is his name, and so I'm, I'm yanking him out of bed. I'm calling up Martin Pizzarelli, calling the singer, and we, bleary-eyed, rolled down of bed, got dressed, ran over to Westwood, and there was CBS. And uh, actually, it was November, mid-November of 2018, when they did that piece on it, and they did teasers throughout the entire um, news broadcast. And then it culminated with the interview that was filmed at our studio. That's something Dominic got out of the barn.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's no kidding. How has it been received in terms of, I guess you judge by downloads or, you know, has it gotten out there the way you thought it would?
1: Um, Not yet, it hasn't. I I would like it to be out there more. And I've gotten mixed reactions, to be honest, because people who love Dominic the donkey don't want anything changed about it. Yeah, I just want Dominic the donkey and don't mess with Dominic. But, you know, Dominic has gotten old. He's great. He's fantastic. Let's bring out his son. Let's take what was and still is part of Italian-American culture and let's perpetuate it. Yeah. Let's put a new twist. Let's make it young again. Let's yeah. make it new again.
2: Well, I mean, you know, we talk on the show all the time about the idea that culture – needs to be evolved forward instead of this idea of preservation. You know, everybody talks about wanting to preserve culture and do these things because we've done them in the past. But the truth is a, you can evolve a culture forward and B you can create an an evolution that exists and thrives side by side with what you've done before. I mean, you know, more is good in a case like this, particularly in creative expression that encapsulates and addresses where our social experiences as a community and I think you know it's very hard for people to accept that sometimes. But you know there are not that many songs that talk about the Italian American experience. So you have Dominic the Donkey, you have uh, Buona Natale that I guess uh, Jimmy Roselli did and Nat King Cole did and stuff like that. But uh, yours is a welcome addition to the chorus of uh, of sort of Thank you know yes. in, in, inward looking experiences. So. Tell us about the people that have, uh, that have taken to it. Have you found a lot of people who've really been drawn to it?
1: Oh, sure. Abs- I mean, absolutely. People love it. Matter of fact, one of the cutest stories is, as I said, we own a music school and this one woman who's actually from Sweden, and she's married to an Italian-American. And she, uh, we, we teach all three of her kids. And the kids, the, they age from 11 down through about four and they love Dominoch, and every Christmas they're playing Dominoch, and the kids are dancing around the tree to it, and that's become their new song that's kind of replaced Dominic the donkey, and that's one of the the cutest on on a more of a personal level.
2: That's wonderful. So you got inspired by being with Lou Monty's son Ray. What was his reaction to this whole idea and project?
1: Well, I, I had actually wanted him to be the singer initially, but he had just like some personal feelings, like you know, for you know, feelings because it was his dad's song. So he just kind of wanted to like leave it alone.
2: I think that's actually kind of something admirable about that, you know? Yeah. It's interesting that he would be conscious enough to pass on something like that. That's really yeah. admirable.
1: And then you know, things I I believe things always work out for a reason and for the best. And um Ray is an older individual, and this is about a young donkey, and I ended up getting a young singer, so I ends up matching and working better with this strong tenor voice, young tenor voice. Yeah.
5: I would love if you could come back, Nancy, Cousin Nancy, on the show. <laughs>
1: <thinking>. Yes, Cousin <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> and,
5: well, there's somebody on the other side, there's a common ancestor that we have that gave birth to our common ancestors. So if we go back one day, we will find out. Who, is, who are the well that we sprung forth from?
1: <laughs> yes. You know what? I have my great-grandfather violin from Bali Cilento. He was a violinist in a little church there. The wow. violin was made in Naples in the 1800s, and it was passed along through the generations, and now I have it. And I also have a, a family heirloom, Venaccia mandolin from oh. 1792. Wow. So our musical genes go back many generations. I
5: didn't get that one. Uh, whatever <laughs> answer you got from um, has absolutely nothing to do with me because I, I, I paid for mandolin lessons. The one hole in my educational background <laughs> is that I never forgot music, and I said, let me try to take an Italian music lesson. This guy's on the shoot, um, Christine Massari, Professor Christine Massari, the Bloomfield Mandolin Orchestra, phenomenal group of people. I paid for mandolin lessons, and they basically expelled me. <laughs> never seen the teacher who was there i never saw someone have such disdain for me it was all guitar people and they're talking about a's and b's and clefts and c's i i can't read music and his attitude was like why are you here go away so Stop going but i realize it's not in my wheelhouse but i would love for you to come back with Lumonti's son because uh, john and i are huge huge fans Okay. And we would be honored to have you come back. We remember the Lumonte family talk about Lumonte's work. Yeah, right. Lumonti is from the town right next to me in Lynnhurst, New Jersey. Yeah. So that would be a tremendous, tremendous honor to have to have. Um, And it's fantastic. I am so proud of you as my kinswoman. <laughs> carrying, on, carrying the Lumonte torch because, you know, I think as a culture, we try we fossilize sometimes. We take things and say, okay, this is, you know, this was recorded in 1952 when It is as it is, and that's how cultures die. you got to keep – can't forget the past, but you got to keep planting new seeds, new flowers. I remember being in high school in the late 80s, early 90s, when Lou Monty, Z100 in New York, started to play um, Dominic the Donkey. It took off. Yeah. Second birth, and it seemed like in those years, when New York Z100 and even 95.5 were independent stations, they played Dominic the Donkey all the time. And I think a lot of Italian-American kids took a lot of – connection to it because it was an italian-american song which meant it was english and it was approachable yeah Mm -hmm. but you know the italians love to dismiss the italians from italy love to dismiss everything
2: but a lot of italian-americans dismiss it i mean it reminds me of i had a debate one time i've never told this story on the air but i actually think it's a good one it's the holiday so i'll share i had a bunch of different meetings in chicago and i um i went to the sports hall of fame event on a friday night catching up with all the men and women on the board and you know a cocktail party and I, I probably put a few too many away at the friday night cocktail event let's put it that way and the next morning i was really not in good shape and i had misunderstood my schedule and i was woken up in my hotel to a frantic call from the lobby from one of my colleagues that i had to go to an, another meeting with a bunch of italians from an italian cultural organization and we go to this meeting and i'm and i hung over and uh this one gentleman starts a debate about the value of Lumonte and Pepino the Mouse and Dominic the Donkey. And he says he's incredibly offended by this kitschy, least common denominator representation of our culture. And when kids sing Dominic the Donkey, they should be singing opera and they should know all the amazing accomplishments of Italian Italians over the millennia. And as bad a shape I was in, I really had no desire to debate. But I had to take on that debate because, you know, to me, I actually think, this kind of pop music, a encapsulates a, a more realistic experience for people, you know, more akin to what their family was experiencing at the time, and b it's just sort of easier to pass along. You know, I think it's as much a valid art form as opera is.
5: Yeah, sure, because it's it's it, it's the tunun Saiki sono Italian-Americans love to, oh, I listen to opera. I only listen to opera. You know, <laughs> we have them in our community. You don't understand who I am. I have 18 degrees. I am smart. You are stupid. I am better than you. Your fathers were farmers in Italy. And my fathers owned the land. Yeah, but I mean, that's our culture. Our culture is all about outdoing each other, be it, you know. So, yeah, of course. You know you're you know you you do not soak the bacalá in the right way. You must smoke soak it three days in the cold water, one day. And you know. Have you ever heard an Italian say that's great? It's perfect.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> Did that's a great
5: job. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be us. So of course they have to criticize. I mean, I guess, we... you don't want to, if you want to listen to Pavarotti, get, shut off, shut us off. We can listen to Lumanti and you can listen to Tosca. Tosca is great. If that's all you want to listen to. That's fine. But this is ours. We own this. Lumanti, Damat the This is ours.
2: Nancy, this is another great addition to the popular songbook of who we are, and uh, I'm really proud that you've done this and happy for you that it's going well. And Tell the audience how they can find the song on their own and how they can support it and make it part of their Italian American Christmas traditions going forward.
1: Sure, absolutely. First of all, everyone's on YouTube these days, and so is Dominucci, and you just have to simply type in Dominucci and You'll see him. My artwork of My Donkey comes right up. Uh, Spotify and those types of streaming platforms, just ask for Dominoch and he'll pop up too. If you want a hard copy CD, they're available. And um, of fact, Ernie Rossi has some if you're down in Lower Italy and in Little Italy, rather. And um, yeah, give him a listen and share him. Spread the word.
2: Well... If you want to really add to your Italian-American Christmas, this is a great opportunity to do it. Dominucci is out there. It's a great addition to the Italian-American Christmas season, and we hope everybody out there goes and listens and spreads the word and uh, makes this next generation of Italian-American culture part of your lives moving forward.
3: Let the games begin. Mediaset Italia has the most exciting, high-octane, full drama game shows, and reality TV this fall. With new seasons of Celebrities Stuck Together 24-7 on Grande Fratello Vip, testing your smarts on Chi vuole essere milionario with Gerry Scotti, and the biggest talents in Italy discovered with Tu Si che vales. Plus, more trivia tests on Caduta Libera* and important stories and exclusive interviews with live Non è Direct TV has the Italian TV you love. Get Mediaset Italia a la carte for $10 a month plus taxes or the Italian Direct Package for $20 a month plus taxes. Visit directtv.com forward slash Mediaset or call 1-877-912-2702 to learn more and subscribe. World Direct a la carte service requires activation of a qualifying base package. For new customers, equipment lease activation, early termination, equipment non-return, and other charges and restrictions apply. Call 1-877-912-2702 or visit att.com for full details.
2: Well, that that was really a fun interview to do. Obviously, Nancy put a lot of love into what's gotten a great result, so I highly recommend everybody go out and download the song and play it for your family obviously her being uh related blood of his blood as he likes to say was a treat um,
4: <laughs> so he, uh, he's
2: he reminded her constantly
4: wouldn't you want to be reminded if you were my cousin I <laughs> yeah, yes i, I would
5: i would
2: be honored <laughs> be
4: like,
5: what better christmas gift could somebody want <laughs> <laughs> spit in the tube you might get lucky
2: that's true we could play a game show who's pet's cousin
5: Hey, your cousin, we now have relatives
4: in common, John. I know. Closer. How about that? I, knew? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah.
5: His cousin Kono came up on my 23andMe.
2: Yeah.
1: That's amazing. Isn't that
2: wacky? Uh, I know. I'm the only person that does not come up in Pat's 23andMe. The only person. He, everybody he knows is his cousin, not me.
5: Because I, I've done the research. If you put the time in, if you spent a lot of time on that, you would start to see connections.
2: Well, no matter if she's related or not, there was no nepotism in wanting her on the show because the song is such a nice continuation and evolution forward of a great tradition. I know Dolores and I differ on our appreciation for the original Dominic,
5: but, <laughs> but in your doors. <laughs> no, tell me about it.
2: But I will say though, no matter it. what people think of the original song or even the new song, I know one thing Dolores and I really agree on, and we have from the first day we met, which is it's so important to evolve our culture forward instead of freezing it. And I love the fact that Nancy has taken her swing at evolving forward, a great old tradition for another generation. I think that that's what's going to keep us really alive and vibrant as a as a culture. And I I think you know Christmas is the time when traditions are lived, obviously at their most potent. And uh, I hope that in this unique year, our recommendations, our Yule Pod, our episodes, our episodes in the archive, where we talk about Italian Christmas history. I hope that they're useful for everybody because, you know, a little bit of extra boost to keeping the traditions alive can't hurt. So for me, I'm sure I'll talk to you guys uh, beforehand, but it's a great treat to get together with you guys and get to have a little Christmas gift for ourselves. Because last year we were doing this drunk and in person at Dolores table. And that was a good time. (laughs) I I was was the only sober one there.
4: That was the year before because last year I had a baby and a newborn. I wasn't.
2: Wow. That was two years ago already.
4: I wasn't getting drunk and sitting around the table
5: a month after having
2: my yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to clarify. Let's just
4: clarify for the... Yeah. wild. It's not that
5: wild. Yeah. I just want to clarify for everybody. Someone said to me, like, do you guys, like, rehearse or... They had asked me about the... the um, what's the name of our TV version? The- Greetings from, from Italian America. Greetings from Italian America. I'm like, no, this is us. Because we were friends. All, we, we just had a good time at Dolores' and decided to tape Yeah. That was a great night. If you go to Dolores's house, I'm gonna tell you what you should order. Number one, <laughs> I, I've asked for the duck. I'm never gonna oh, see this I'm duck again. Right. So that's off the listener because I'll never. If I live to be a hundred, I'm never gonna see the duck. Hey,
4: you would actually be surprised how often my mother mentions making the duck uh.
5: for you.
4: COVID has slowed us down a little bit, but we're yeah. we're gonna get you the duck. I promise. Bye. You, you got to order
5: The the. Uh, uh, the uh, Uvina Ragaz is very good. It comes in a San Pellegrino bottle. That's true. So it's the best bottle. When you Excellent. see wine in a San Pellegrino bottle, you know you're gonna have fantastic wine.
4: We just made more. Did you really? Yeah. Like, so I can uh, add little
5: that little. to the the, the menu. The spaghetti. <laughs> Order the spaghetti with walnuts.
4: Oh, it's the best. That is
5: that is Dolores's Christmas Eve spaghetti. Uh, pizza, or the pizza, oh, yeah, and the roostashi, which are like these neopods. Oh, things.
4: that's a good menu, Pat. It's like,
5: <laughs> it's like he wondering. passed the chart to the pizza game, they love and had a
1: baby. That's, that's the so shit. true. That's exactly it. It's like
4: is. we have to have all of that together, there, yes. Yes.
1: yes.
5: And I want to say thank you to two people, right? Two listeners of the podcast have regaled me with gifts. Wow. Mark Grandinetti sent me a peperosso a Calabrese wine that I am having on Christmas Eve. Beautiful. Wow. Mark sent me this beautiful peperosso Calabrese wine. And I'm only saying this because this is a fantastic product. And we got to support people who are supporting the south of Italy. He has Salmona imports. He brings the wine in with Salmona imports. I have not tried it yet, but I'm looking very forward to trying it. And my friend Mike Giordano has his jarred tomatoes that he made with his wife and his children and his family. And I am going to make them over Christmas, between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and I'm going to have Mark's wine. So
1: it's if beautiful. anybody else
5: wants to send me food... <laughs> <laughs> you better overnight I'll, it, because Christmas I'll never, is never. No, we've got it all year. You don't have to just keep it to Christmas. If Actually. you want to feed me, I'll never deny it. As long as there's no pinoli nuts involved, you want to invite me over, I'll come and eat. Whatever you want to do. I'm a gastronomic boulton. I'd
4: have no you on No, you don't mind cooking for you, because you eat. Tom, you too, and Anthony, actually, the three of you. You know, when you spend hours, I'm sure Ro knows, you spend hours in the kitchen making stuff, it's so nice to have people who are like, well, eat it all. Who appreciate oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You, need, you yeah. need us. You need our us. It's so true,
1: <laughs>
2: Well, I can tell you, I cannot wait until we get the all clear and we can have another meal. I feel like, for Dolores okay. and her mom's sake, we should at least do some potluck portion yeah, when, it, the so duck, not- when
5: the duck comes,
4: we'll see. <laughs> I promise <laughs> I you, we're going to do an episode in. when the duck comes.
2: Yes, that's a video I episode.
4: So, let's see. I, I have the baby here. I have, actually, Pat, I have something for you. I, w- I want to see, let's see if he obliges, okay? Angeletto, Angeletto. I have a couple things. Pat, just hold your tongue. Angeletto. Come fa la becora? Can you hear him? Oh, can I
2: make no, him do it again?
4: Angeletto, come fa la becora? <laughs> you,
1: can
4: you pick it up, Pat? Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. And then, Pat, this one's for you. Angelo. <laughs> bravo, bravo. Very good. <laughs>
5: Very good. See the worst. Uh, I knew you'd come around. Well,
2: for Zia Pat, that's the best gift you could ask for. <laughs>
5: that's right. Teach your children <laughs> the and they'll never
6: go hungry.
5: He's doing it. He's, they may he's have done. no money, but they'll never go
6: hungry. <laughs> <laughs> he's still <laughs> doing it. Still I can hear him doing it.
5: it.
4: Yeah, it's so good. Pat, this one's for you too. Ready, Angelito?
5: Uto <laughs> bajet, <laughs> uto bajet. Did you see him? He's got cop us. He's got wonderful. We do
4: it again. Out. Do it again. Did you see him, Angelito? Uto <laughs> bajet.
5: Ah,
2: he blows oh, the kiss. He blows <laughs> the kisses.
4: That's my godson, people.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I
2: You Yukung bajuwan. That's right.
5: Hey, kung bajuwan.
2: Hey. Sweet kid. <laughs>
4: Together, we make sure he's a, he's going to speak Italian. Done. God bless him. He's a happy baby.
2: You know why? He, he's listening to the Italian-American podcast.
5: No, because he eats well. Because your mother is cooking for him 24-7, and the kid is gundan. That's why. <laughs> like, well, that kid been- was eating Gerber all day long. Tutu Musha the
4: Gerber. When I tell her, if, if she's, like, watching him and I have to go out, I'm like, I don't have any lunch ready for him. Can you make him something? She's like...
1: Sure. <laughs> I'm
4: making some pastina. I'm like, uh, yeah, she loves make it like brings her joy to make him pastina with a little um, formaggio inside.
5: I gotta ask you a question. I'm assuming he's not had a piece of super sad yet, correct? Super sad? Yeah.
4: No, We're not, not there yet. Yeah,
5: But when You're he does, I wanna throw a party. <laughs> I wanna make it like the Neapolitan barmit. <laughs> we all gather and he has his first piece of super sad. We'll have a ceremony. John, since you baptized him, you could cut the piece of super <laughs> saga. a ceremony, and it'll be a coming of age. I love that. That's
6: cute. We're absolutely yeah. sick people. You know he, he
4: does have espresso. I found out recently.
2: <laughs> oh, that's Wait a minute. Can I ask why? Because when I was a kid, they would give it to me in my milk to knock me out.
4: Oh gosh, really?
2: Yeah, it would get me like all wound up and then I'd fall asleep for hours. You know, you know but- the American people are gonna call it diapers on it. I know, <laughs>
4: so they're, just, they're like, just a drop Are like, you putting coffee in a bottle? No
5: But we nothing, did stuff like that Nothing like tab. that used to put rum and stuff on the nini On the, what do you call it The, yeah. Nimi, uh, the,
4: the pass
2: fire. Pass fire. Why are you doing it?
4: I'm not doing it uh, So he's getting big now And he's very like He's kind of very um expressive And he pays attention So I went down to my mom's And she had some people over So she was making espresso And I saw him. I was holding him, and I saw him go, mm, 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 which I know means I like it and I want. I want some. And I looked at her. I'm like, "You've been giving him espresso." She was like, oh "My God, he gave me away!" i was like, yeah. I could tell by his. I mean, I'm you know, his mom. I know. I could tell by his reaction to her that this was something they've been doing.
2: I think that's wonderful. That's it's
4: funny though. How like she was sneaking it to him. That's the funny part. That's. But, hey, listen. It. Yeah.
2: They did it to me. It apparently it soothed me, and then I slept like a rock. Wow. I, I was four foot eleven. Yeah, they, they, they used to
4: do <laughs> that to make babies <laughs> <so proud. laughs>
2: Yeah, it's good. It's good for you. Yeah,
4: um, no wonder he loves going to us because she's probably sneaking him all kinds of things. and I caught her sneaking in panettone the other day.
5: Yeah, he's gonna have a we, all, we cigar all survived. In
4: a week. Exactly. We didn't have eight
5: thousand books to tell us not to eat, what not to eat, go to bed, put on your footsie pajamas at six thirty, be in bed at six forty-five. They got to shut. The, it's all this stuff. It ruined us. We didn't hey, you know need what? the books. It'll keep be, your it'll, keep your parenting books. They ruined us. I tell you we what, we don't need these books. We've been we've been having kids. Ten people having kids for like eight thousand million years, ten thousand years. We never had a book. We didn't even have literacy. We didn't even have vellum, something to write it on, and we were fine. We we're still it's true. here, so hey, it couldn't we, have been that bad.
2: We had a whole episode on how you were going to raise the kid to be Italian, so your mother's helping there. She's she's accomplishing. Oh, that's
6: right. Yes, that's. I, I don't think
2: I don't remember you bringing saying
6: up bambino.
2: Bringing up bambino bringing It's up in the bambino. archives. Wow, yeah. that's like two thousand
5: years
6: ago.
2: That's an update. Yeah, he wasn't even born yet. Yes, that's blonde. right. I was
4: pregnant. Yeah. Oh. Well, listen, we're doing our best, and we have family to help us, and friends like you guys, and you know. So as he gets bigger, we're going to need more of your help. But I'm I'm doing what I can.
2: And you know what? It's a great place for us to close because I know I can speak for myself. And I think all of us, when I say we hope that our show and the conversations we've had over many different episodes around the holidays over multiple years and our videos online. And matter of fact, Roe and I have a video that should be out on YouTube greetings from Italian America, maybe a day or so after this. And
4: And check out all the great new uh, Christmas merch. John's been drawing up on our uh, Italian power store. He, he designed a vintage-looking one just for me.
2: And if you don't like the Italian power aesthetic, Roe has absolutely cornered the market on christmas merchandise bro. you made That's like
6: true
2: more stuff than any any year I, i've seen a as well.
6: i did and i made christmas ornaments for all you guys uh italian american podcast ones and i will ship them today now as soon as i uh, get off so
1: sweet,
6: bro. Zoom with you guys because <laughs> then and Italia too yes wow.
2: yes Pantated thank
6: painted positano
2: See, you're a good friend. I have nothing for any of you guys other than my love. I
6: have a baby I made for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) That
5: that is, isn't the holiday all about babies?
2: Amen.
4: Yes.
5: Yes. Yes. It's all about the birth of a baby. That's the most important
2: thing. You're totally right. It's all about the birth of a baby. Keep that in mind. That's a beautiful sentiment. And uh, anything that we've been doing, we hope it's so that you can have a little bit of extra fuel, maybe a little bit of extra information to keep your traditions alive. Because who we are is wonderful all year but it's extra special in the holiday season and uh i think a little bit of extra italian-american goes a long way in creating a very very bon natale for you and yours so i love you guys all i hope you guys all have a bon natale and uh everybody out there in the audience does
5: too merry christmas everyone
4: love you everyone Buon Buon natale, Buon natale. Natale. And, oh
5: hold on nicole much those... yeah. <laughs> <Make laughs> everybody them. make
4: them uh, you gotta make
5: them. them
2: everybody make those through for Merry Christmas. Bon Natale. Thanks for listening.
0: Santa's got a little friend. His name is Dominic. The cutest little donkey. you never see him kick. When Santa visits his paisans with Dominic, he'll be because the reindeer cannot climb the hills of Italy. Hey, jingity jing! It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing! The Italian Christmas donkey. La 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 la.